Okay, welcome to tonight's edition of uh, so Sunday Night Novi. Sunday Night Novi is an ongoing presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network. It's 6.13 on your dial. Uh, tonight's Shia prophetic vision in the 21st century. The message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shmuel. This series will focus on how Shmuel and Novi, the author of the Book of Shmuel, sent as many messages for our time. Share is dedicated should have an aliyah. Um, we are coming to uh, pretty much the end of, of of the first part of of Sefer Shmuel. Uh, we spoke about the uh, last week. We spoke about the challenges that David had with um, with Plishtim, um, where where unbelievably he had convinced Achish that he was loyal and that he was actually going to support the fight against um the fight the, fa- the fight against uh uh, uh, uh um Israel, which was really 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 was, was was quite amazing and but yet he was rejected by the rest of the Plishtim. um from a from a military standpoint i would say that they were right <laughs> uh, I, i'm not sure if i would have trusted him um because because he, you know Getting people to fight against your own people—not that we're so unfamiliar with that. <laughs> it, it, okay, that's that's already complex. Um, you know, to actually have—I I mean, it would be the equivalent of having a, uh, a Jewish person join Chas uh, Shalom Hamas. So, so you know, you know, that's that's not really what happens. I, I mean, there are sad stories of Jewish people, of individual Jewish people who have become Muslim. And and have trapped. There's an organization that works to get these families that are trapped in Arab villages because the, there are stories of these people that became Muslim. Okay, but those stories are few and far between. Uh, so you know, it was. Uh, so I, I personally, from my end, I look at this story. I say I don't blame them. Why? Why? Why should? Why should they trust them? Uh, on the other hand, what we pointed out last week was it, it was pretty amazing how. How um, how David had convinced and sold himself that that he was, you know, that 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 he was trustworthy and, and a worthy part of of the, you know, he's going to join the Plishtim army and fight against the uh, the Jewish people. So that so that's so that's pretty uh, to me. That was pretty uh, amazing uh, that that he was able it, it, again. As I mentioned this last week. I think it speaks a lot to the character of David Amela that people saw him with, uh, with integrity. Even the Plishtim saw him with with uh, integrity. Um, I I spoke on Shabbos. Um, the I spoke on Shabbos about the concept of of reputation. That you know that a person in life has to work on their reputation, not something that happens uh, you know in one day and one week. <laughs> In one week, one month, one year, uh, certainly it's, it's a lifelong uh, uh, pursuit. So, you know, I pointed out that Avram Avinu was was the the par excellence in representation of who he was. When when and, and two weeks from now, when we read Chayisara, when he goes to Bnei Ches and he says to them, you know, you know, he says he wants to buy Maris and Mapela, they they say Nesiyelokim the reverence that people had for Avram Avinu was unbelievable. 
I, I mean, you have you know you have to you know sometimes we don't pay attention to some of the nuances in the in these conversations. And even though Ephraim Achiti was a swindler and he tried to get the maximum amount of money, but but the dealing with Avram Avinu was with reverence. And, and and all his dealings in 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 his in his life, people understood exactly who he was. And and I think I think on on a certain level, I think David Amelak also accomplished also accomplished that 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 he was you know you know even you know even even though he defeated Goliath and and, and you know everything that went with that, he did not walk around with his, with his nose in the in the sky. He walked around with a sense of mission, and and I, I think that I think I think when we, as we close this book uh, of Sefer Shmuel, not sure what's going to happen tonight, but um, uh, it, it we're getting close. Uh, as we close this part of the book of Shmuel, uh, one one of, one of the messages to me is is that Dovin Amelech walks away with a sense of mission. He knows exactly what he who he is. He knows exactly what he needs to do. He knows, you know, he, he he also knows exactly why he needs to do it, and 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 that 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 is a tremendous mile. Uh, you know, when a person has a sense of self, that's you know that that that's something that that's very important to have the idea of, of the sense of self. You know, to know what your role is, and 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 work on that, and spend you know spend time trying to define your role, and 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 reach the point where. Where you know, where you're successful, and and I think uh, again we certainly see that by Avram Avinu, and I think we certainly see that by 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 Dovin Amel. Now, what makes Dovin Amelach attractive to us to learn from is that he wasn't perfect, and we'll get in you know not for a while, but we'll get into some of the challenging stories of his life. You know, we we all know about Basheva, we know about Uriah, and all that stuff. We'll get there. We'll get there. But to me, what makes him what he is is the human side of him. Like like I always uh I, I think I mentioned this. Uh somebody asked me that, you know, it was my brother asking when my sister in law was dying. Um, you know, he said he says a lot of to him. And 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 you know, a lot of to him was said. Uh and he said to me, he says, you know, to him is a depressing book. You know, David talks about being chased from enemies, death of a child. So he said, he says, so what's you know, so 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 my brother asked me this question. He said, so he said, what's the attraction? So I said to him, so I said to him like this. And I, I said, and I said, and he was macabre of the sense. I said, if Dovin Amelech lived the life, well, we, 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 you know, the expression, the life of Riley, where everything was perfect, you know, all, all, all the was gold glittered, and, and you know, and it was this this perfect, uh, incredible life without any setbacks. So so you and I and everybody else for that matter, would look at him and say, there's nothing for us to learn from. There's nothing to us to, 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 to learn from. And because we don't live those kind, we don't have that life. You know, we have, uh, you know, we have challenges with uh, partners, uh, with children, with, uh, you know, all, all, all the things that everyone has, health, uh, you know, all the things that everybody has challenges with. So how do we relate? So the answer is, if any, if anybody if if anybody understood what life was about and its challenges, it was David Amel, and he wrote that in all of those difficult times, a person has to reach out to to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Ain lanu amid lehisha ain. There's nobody else to lean on. El al bina shabbat shemayim. 
And that's the the attraction of Sefer Tehillim. And that's the attraction of David Melech, because he, he he went through this life with this sense of purpose and this sense of mission. And and now, but, but we can't look at him and say, well, we're not on that, we're not there, we don't have that sense of mission. No, it's it's a sense of mission for ourselves. What is what is our role? What are we supposed to be doing? And 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 Lamaisa, you know, after 120 years, when you go up for Din Vachashman, you know, a Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't ask you why you aren't Moshe Rabbeinu. Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't ask you why you didn't accomplish the things that David Hamelch accomplished. Kodesh Baruch Hu asks you, why didn't you accomplish what you could have accomplished? Well, and 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 that doesn't necessarily have to be a public thing. That could be a private thing. And 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 I and I think. And I think that's such an important, important message that that comes from from this. The first part of Sefer Shmuel is that David Amelech had the sense of purpose and a sense of mission of, of what he needs to do, and and he carries it out to to, to the to the to the umph degree, like like he realizes, you know, and you know, uh, you know, skipping a lot of time, even in his death, when he's laying on his deathbed, like he, he's sick and he's going to die. He's controlling the the whole the whole narrative. And to me, that was to me that's the ultimate. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned this a number of times that you know when Adoniel rebelled and he wanted to be the king after Shlomo, David Amela could have turned over and said, "Not my problem." But that was but that would not have been David Amela. That would have been somebody else. David Amela said from his deathbed, he says, "I'm not leaving the Jewish people with a civil war." That that. that because that will be my my legacy, and he goes and he anoints Shlomo, and everything changes. You, you read the story; it, it's the Haftorah for Chayisar. Uh, I think uh, if 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 you read if you read the Haftorah for Chayisar, it's the first parak in Sefer Melachim. Once Shlomo is anointed, the rebellion is over, gone, because 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 it, David Amela put a stamp on the on the on the next generation. And, and and to me that to me that was that was his sense of mission and his sense of purpose like he so understood um who he was but he made mistakes he made a mistake here he got very heavily criticized right we, we started to speak Perak Laman. uh we started to speak heavily about uh what happened with um and Siklog, right it says he went and he didn't he didn't properly uh leave leave, leave uh this the the city he probably didn't leave his camp properly defended and the Amalekim come and they burn the city and they take the women and, and the children. Um, it's interesting, very interesting. It, it says that they, it's, we discussed this last week. They didn't kill the children. They just took them. Um, and, 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 you know, and there was a, there was a little bit of resentment uh, against of it. It says, uh, Vav, um, if you're in the art scroll, it's page, uh, it's page, page 188. Otherwise, yeah. Can I ask a question? Sure. Where did Amalek come from? If uh, two years ago Shaul wiped them out, except for one person. That's a, that's a fair question. So I think that he didn't fully wipe them out. I, I think I think that there was a concentration of Amalek in the area that he attacked, 
and and there was some probably there was probably a group of them that were elsewhere, and and not until not until David's time time where, where they finally destroyed because you know you know this is probably the last reference of Amalek that you hear in other than Haman obviously, but uh, that you hear in Tanakh. That that's what I'm assuming. Um, the other possibility is is it's people that moved into the land of Amalek. And 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 you know a lot of times when you move into the land you take on the name, um, so so I, I think I think that's that's also I think that's also a, po a possibility. Thank you. Yeah, but it's that's a, that's a very good question. <laughs> uh, so so right, so it may not have been the real Amalek, right? It, it could have been people that had just taken their had moved into their land and just took it on it and taken on their name. But I also think it's possible that when he attacked that group, that it wasn't a, a total destruction of them, even though it seemed that way. But that's a good question. Um, now, and may, and maybe maybe the fact that they didn't kill the the the, the, the captives was a sign that they weren't the real Amalek, because the real Amalek were ruthless people, and and, and here they, clearly they were they were not. Well, they burnt the city, but he says. Now, 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 the pasuk says, "Paraglam uh, pasuk vav." It says, "Ki amru am l'saklo, ki mar nefesh kol am ishabana ve'alpenosav, vayichazek David l'Hashem v'Hashem elokav." So David held on, and David, David took strength, and and, and he dealt with the adversity. You know, you know, sometimes, sometimes, and, and I think this is also um, an, an important message. Some sometimes that 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 you know you have to you have to show people that 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 you can you, you have to show people that you can deal deal with with adversity. I I, I think that sometimes okay. I'm putting on. I, I think yeah. Moshe Moshe uh, put it, put yourself on mute. Oh, this year started already. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Uh, oh, no. Did this year start already? Yes. Eight o'clock. Oh. So anyway. So that. So that. So that's where we are. Again, we're on page. Um, Okay, again, we're on page eighty-eight. Um, so anyway, so we, so we, we, so anyway, so David has to deal with the setback of of the people um, that were clearly people were were, were upset at him. And they felt that he made a misjudgment in not leaving an army behind to protect the uh, camp. So Vayomer Dovin, so Pasuk Zion, page 188. Um, um, a lot of what I, I really missed just was more introduction. He said, bring the ephod to me. Uh, could be a reference to the Urim Betumim, to the, the place of communication that a Kodesh Baruch Hu uh, would communicate with the Jewish people. Now, uh, David, 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 David
Should I chase after this uh, uh, this group, this uh, army that uh, um, that 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 had taken uh, uh, you know that had over over that had overtaken the camp? And will I and will I catch up to them? Vayomerlo Ridov, and and he said, "Go after them." He said, "You will you will overtake them and you will rescue them." So in other words, David was given a guarantee um, that Shaul David Shteishelos Kaachas Radak says he has two questions. Right, he. Yeah, the time was desperate, uh, uh, and, and he and he needed uh, he needed answers on on what to do. You know, um, uh, Rashi says in Chumash um, the uh, very interesting idea. He says when that when 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 the uh, people that were holding the Aram Shal Yosef complained that they couldn't participate in the Korban Pesach, so it says that 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 Moshe said to them, Im You know, hang out. Hang out and listen. You know what 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 Hashem is going to to what what Hashem is going to do. So what what Hashem is going to say. So Rashi says, Ashreha Yelod. You know, praiseworthy is, is is he who gave birth to the person who any time that he feels that that he needs uh uh to talk to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, he's going to get answered. So you know, so I think David Melech also um had that scus that. That he he was able to consult in the in in the in the urim v'tumim and and yet and yet he was going to uh, he was able to be to be answered. Um, now, so now what happened? So let's see what happened. Vayelech David who v'sheish meos ish asherito vayavo anachal habdesur. Um, it says that that he 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 came to the Nachal Habasur. Hanosarim Amdu. And and when when he came when he came to, to this place called Nachal Habasur, he said, but two hundred men remain who were too exhausted to cross over the Basur brook. David Ish. So David and four hundred men by Amdu Masayim is Asher Pigru, and the two hundred men re- remain may Avorasanachabasur. So it says there was a uh, remember remember they had been involved with the Plishtim and there was a lot going on. So uh, exhaustion has set into these people and it was very challenging them. Shabshum Nechulushatam Mikoach Haradifa. The Radak says that they were weak because they were. Um, they were, you know, always in. They were always running away. There's a comparison to sometimes you're mentally exhausted and it's hard and and it's hard it's hard to learn to learn. Um, you know, you know, and it does happen. Sometimes we need a mental health day. Uh, but these people were, were constantly moving around and were were being pursued, and they were just exhausted. And so, so some of them had to stay behind. So they found an Egyptian. 
So they found this Egyptian man and he gave and they gave him water to drink. Well, I mentioned last week the story with the with the Lama Dvops. So they, they fed him and Bayomer Lo Dovit. So he says that he was a, so this guy, this guy that was called the Ishbitri said he was a servant to an Amalekite who was, and he was deserted. He said, and he described to David what had happened, how they raided the, the, the places and Yehuda and Kalev, and, and then they burnt the city. Vayomeri loved David. So David then, then turns to them and says, Hatori Dani El He said, He said, Will you lead me to that group of people? Like, can you show me, you know, where you know where they were? Uh there's a story in um um in the in Savior Yoshua. I think it's Savior Yoshua. No, in, in, in Shoftim, where the um the um they were trying to attack Beit El. And they did not know how to, they, they, they couldn't figure out how to get into Beit El. So what, what happened was, what happened was, is that they, they uh, there was a man that came out of the city and they met this man in the city and they promised him that they would spare him and, 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 and his family if he would help them attack the city. Right. And then he disguised that he moved to, he, he rebuilt the city of Beit El and called it Luz, uh, like, like it was originally. So David said to this guy, he said, can, can you show me, uh, you know, uh, you know, where to go? The Rose Derek Mahal Um, so, so he said, So he said to him, you know, swear to me that you will not kill me or hand me over to my master. So he said, um, so David says that if you if you hand me over to the to my master, there'll be a shua sheker. You'll take you'll be taking a false oath. Right, it relates to the daf and the dorim and the shavuos, um, and we know that's a very very uh, serious avera. And apparently, this guy knew that that if David swore to him um, that that he will protect him, uh, that 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 word was was very very important. So 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 that so that's what that that's what happened. Okay. Now, so what happened? I I, I know we like uh, this. The Novi took a little detour from the story of Shaul, right? Because remember the last part was Shaul determining his fate, and then we kind of took we we've kind of, we really have we really took a detour uh, uh, to, or, or off the road. <laughs> And to a completely different scene, but okay. Sometimes the Novi does that. <laughs> if you learn Gemara, you know the Gemara does it all the time. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it says, "Vayoridehu tushim al So he led them there, and they were spread out across, across the land. Ochlim v'shosim v'cholgim v'chol ashalal gadol ashalachum eretz b'shem eretz Yehuda. So they were celebrating. They celebrated. I think is what we got up to last week. Uh, they they celebrated and they were they were happy and they were excited. Now, now, now I don't need to tell you that you know that when you when you uh, are in that 
in that in that uh, situation where you're partying and you're celebrating, uh, you know, that's when you become uh, the most the most vulnerable. And what happened was now 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 you know the story. In, you know the story in 1967. Um, when when did the Israelis hit the Egyptian air force at Teton? Like like they knew they they knew that. That um, that the Egyptian Air Force they go have their tea and their breakfast at a certain time, um, and they know they will not be prepared to for to fight back, you know, to retaliate, and and, and boom, they hit them and they destroy the Air Force at, at, at that time. So you know, the, you know, this guy leads them to the camp, and and you know, and they're sitting in the and and, and they see they see you know, and they're they're celebrating, they're spread out, they're not really together, and. And and boom, So it says that David fought with them and destroyed them until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them survived except for 400 youths who were riding camels who fled. Uh, okay. Uh, so. So basically, he, except for a minimum group of people, he wiped them all out. Vayatzel David, right? And David, and David saved everything that Amalek had taken. And and of course, he rescued um, his his two wives. There is a lengthy, 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 lengthy discussion in Meseches Yibamas about. What happens if a woman is captured uh, by the Goyim? And the Gemara makes a distinction between what what their goal was. If it's just, uh, and, and under certain circumstances, a woman is considered, uh, yeah, the, the issue is more for a Kohen because cause, cause a, a woman is violated. She's not allowed to stay married to a Kohen. So the Gemara, you, you know, it's a painstaking process to determine whether 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 a woman has damnness to say that she wasn't violated or not violated, you know, uh, it's less of a problem for David. It was less of a problem because he was a Israel, and and but 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 uh, what I'm saying, but war presents war and the capture, particularly of women, presents all kinds of uh, challenges. Uh, many blood and Masechus Yibamas is dedicated to uh, that discussion, and uh, a number of Simonim and Ebena Ezer. Is dedicated to to the semen, to discussing that idea of a woman who's captured in war and eventually um, you know rescued. So he, so he saves so he saves his, his he rescues his two two wives. No one among them was missing um, from big to small. And and from the as well as the spoils. Uh, interesting. Uh, it was a clean sweep. David was able to. David was able to rescue everything, everything he got back. I'm not sure that's possible, um, because um, because uh, you know I, I, I would think in the normal process of of things that things get used, people get used up. But it says no. It says that. It says that David was able to rescue um, everything that they had. Right. All right. This is, uh, the article points out in the note, miraculously, none of the people have been harmed and all of the possessions were still intact and recovered. 
Hard to understand that. <laughs> That's what happened. Amazing. It's amazing that that there were, that every you know everybody everybody was was what was protected. Uh huh. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, so, so that that that's an amazing uh, uh, end. So that's why uh, really, I, I, I'm I'm starting to think that it wasn't really Amalek; it was the land of Amalek. Mm -hmm. Good, thank you. Because, the, of course, the ruthlessness of of them didn't exist here. They seemed to be marauders, but not ruthless ones. And we know Amalek was a. Uh, Right? Um, so anyway, um, so, so it, it could be that uh, anyway, so that's what happened. So it's amazingly that he recovered everything, full full recovery. I think that also helps the healing process. Like when 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 people see that they have a that they haven't lost that much. You know that everybody's okay and everything worked out, so it's a lot easier to move on, right? Right? You know, we said before that they were, you know, they were extremely angry at, at Dovid and Mella, but but it's really a lot easier for them to move on when when you know when they, when nothing is really lost, right? like uh, they had a little uh, trauma, but in the end, you know, nothing was really really lost. So let's see what happens. Anyway. Uh, David, and and David took. Um, it says, "Kol atzom v'habakar." Right, Mr. Dat David says, "Lakach laatzmo." Ah, may Hashem shalom amalek v'bnei plishtim v'yehuda. So he took for himself the son of Akar, Nagu, with Nehamiknehahu. It says, it says, uh, um, they led them before the livestock. Right, Nahag means to lead. David, and they said, "This is the booty of David." So it says, "Nagul Ratzelomar Manhigim Lifno Sadera Halchu Lifnei Amiknehu Ubevo Mi Mi Pishtem Omehu Delacho Miknehu Amru Zeshalal David Ratzelomar Ein Lachem Chelik Bezeki David LaAtzmo Shalolo Lo Bavor Lachzir LeBaalav." Right, so it's a problem. The livestock is the livestock that David had, was returning to the people of Yehuda. In front of those herds, his men led the Amalekite animals as a form of tribute to their leader. The sages interpret this phrase to imply that if the king's progress is blocked by a fence enclosing private property, the king's men are allowed to break through the fence where the landowners complain. They will be told, as the verse concludes, this is the booty of David. Based on this interpretation of the sages, we must assume that David had royal status even though that Shaul was still alive. So that's interesting. Uh, it means he was allowed to, he was allowed to, to take it already. Vayavo David, so David then came, El Masayim Anashim to the 200 men who were exhausted, Asher Figru Mileches Acharei David, Vayoshivum Benachal HaBesor, who was stationed in the Besor Brook, they went out to greet uh to greet David um and and to greet David and David approached them and he asked them uh you know how they were doing so David came to them um 
Right. So Radak says that these people, since they weren't going, David had them watch over whatever was there. Um, when they saw that David Amalek was coming, so they went out to greet it. Greet, greet them. With the cross of Amar Sherito and to meet the people who were with him. Right? It says that David that David went and, and greeted them and and you know and he, he wanted to make sure that they were okay. Every mean-spirited and base person of men, David, who had gone with David, uh uh since they did not go with me, we will not give them any the spoils. Except that to each man, his wife and children, let them take them and go. So, um, interesting. So you had a little tension among the people that went and the people that didn't go. So um, we know that um, Devorah and her Shira is very critical of the people that do not fight um, in the war against Sisera. Um, and and she's and she's really extremely critical uh, about about how how that, that certain people you know didn't didn't join didn't join the war. So so I know uh, I know you know we spoke about uh, Gidon and, and and things and some of the reactions of people excuse me who did not fully participate in in the war. So so these people were not willing to share anything that they want that that they had that they had brought back. ישראל <laughs> They are condemned in unusual harsh terms. Their behavior is even more crude in the view of David's delicious greetings of the 200 men who cannot join him in the chase. Right. So, David, But David said, do not act so, my brothers. He said, he said, he said, that which Hashem has given us, for he was watched over us and delivered into our hands, the band that had come upon us, right? So David Amel would have none of that. David Amel said no. He said he said those that went and those that stayed behind, everyone is entitled. To, you know, especially remember, remember we discussed that it was their property. Um, everyone is entitled to get to get their share. Now David Amel wanted wanted to make it. Wrote to Loma. Right, David said to them, "What it was in our hands? It was out the strength of our hands. We got it." David Amalek said, "Without Hashem's help, we would have nothing." Right, 
But Sudat David says that David Mel says, You guys are you guys missed the boat. You don't understand how things go down. And the way things go down is that Hashem has helped us and Hashem has given us, Hashem has allowed us to be victorious in, in, in a way that, that with no casualties, basically. And, and, and because of that, whatever we brought back, we divide equally. Even the people that stayed behind are entitled to their share. We're not, we're not playing this game, well, we went and you didn't, and therefore you don't deserve it. And again, again, uh, as I've said many times, I've said many times that I I do believe that 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 these parakim are are the purpose of these stories is to show us the level of preparation that David Amelech had uh, as he as he was moving uh, moving himself towards towards the throne uh, that 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 he was setting standards he was setting rules he was he was establishing norms about how people are supposed to act and how people are supposed to behave and you know and how we deal you know and how we deal with with different things uh, i think i think that this is a very very important thing and and david amel said i understand how you feel but that's not how we operate he said you know we're going we're going to give you know everyone is going to get that their share david speaks Though scripture itself testifies harshly to the basis of their complainers, David speaks to them with sensitivity. He urges, he urges them to recognize that whatever they gained in war was given to them by Hashem, and therefore they had no right to hoard it for themselves. To the contrary, their gratitude to the giver of victory and the safe return of their loved ones was being tested by how they responded to Hashem's generosity. It would be wrong of them to deny their weaker comrades a share of their gains. And that you know, and that's how that's how David uh, laid it down. So again, I, I I think that this idea of David establishing norms and lay and laying things down uh, and and establishing how things have to be, uh, I I think is very important. All right, let's 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 finish the parak and then we'll we'll next week we'll deal with the the end of 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 Shmuel. Um, and it was from that day on that David made this a decree and a law in, in the Israel until this day. Although the verse means that it seemed that David originated the policy that those in the rear should share equally with those in the front lines, this policy did not originate with him. The patriarch Avram had acted similarly. However, our verse credits the policy to David because the practice had been forgotten and been reinstituted. Although Hashem commanded Moshe to include everyone in the division of the spoils of the war against Midian, the commandment was not a permanent requirement, nor was it was 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 it the precedent of it followed. In the case of Midian, half the loot went to the warriors and half to the rest of the nation, including the masses who had no involvement with the battle. David, however, like Abraham, divided the spoils e equally um, only among all members of the army and did not differentiate between those who fought and those who protected the rear lines. Uh, so interesting to have a... So again, again, this goes along my point that I'm trying to make. That that David was laying the groundwork and setting the rules for how how, how this uh, you know how his kingdom is going to be operated. By Avod David al Siklag, David comes to Siklag. By Yishalach mehashalal lozignei Yehuda lereyeh lemar, and he sent some of the spoils to the elders of Yehuda to his allies, saying, "Hinei lachem bracha, here is a gift to you, mishalal oivei Hashem, from the, uh, the the spoils." of the enemies of Hashem. 
Uh, to, to those in Beitel, to those in Ramot, um, and, and to those in a place called Yatir. So all, uh, all, all, all of those places. So all these places. So basically, he shared uh, during the long flight from Shaul, David and his men had benefited from the friendship and hospitality of many towns. Now he showed his appreciation by sharing the spoils uh, with them. So that, that was that was what was going on. That was what was going on here. Um, that 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 now that now David in his mind um, as Radak says Shahayam is Halek Beneham Milamakal Maham Kishaya Boreh the Hayu Mastirim Osam Osim Imotobos Asa Gam Kane to Toba Meashalah the old Kiba Eris Yehuda Yashalah Hahuk Mosha on our Nitri and Nakti Pashat and Negra Krasiv Alashel Yehuda. Right, so the Radak says there was two points here. One, it was to pay back all the people that protected him and his many lights from Shaul. Um the second thing was the uh was that the the guy had told him that a lot of the of the spoils and the possessions were taken from the land of of um of of Yehuda. So he was returning it uh uh to them to them as as well. So anyway anyway um what we're going to see um is the the end of Shaul and so and then we're gonna then we're gonna turn the book to to what's called Shmuel Beis. Um, again, I'm not a fan of that term because I think it's non-Jewish that division because the Gemara calls it Sefer Shmuel, uh, one big Sefer Shmuel. So, but whatever. But but we, well, it is what it is. Um, we'll follow what it says here. It says it's gonna say Parakal, so I'm not gonna tell you a different Parak. Uh, so anyway, uh, so we're cut, we're coming to the end here. So so. Uh, now, the way the Novi does divide it, I, I think, kind of makes sense, is the end of the reign of Shaul, and then then Shmuel Beis is the beginning of the reign of Dovi. So I think, now now we're going to see that it takes time till he gets to the point where he's the king over all the Jewish people, but eventually he becomes the king over all of the Jewish people. But but again, we, we have seen a path of, 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 of preparation, a path of Standards. Um, uh, uh, I'm really, really, really. Um, sh- the Navi at this point, which was not Shmuel at this point, writing this was Natan and God, were were, were demonstrating the greatness of Dovin Amela and how he he was there. To, that that again, just to, to reiterate how he was establishing his kingdom uh, and he was setting things up uh, in a way uh, of Chesed and and kindness and consideration of people like like David Amel understood that he that that being the king is to deal with people and to deal with people there needs to be a softer touch some, sometimes sometimes there is something called tough love but 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 most of the time you need a soft touch and 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 yes and yes the people that didn't go to the war are still going to get uh, from the the shalal because they're part of uh, of this story and and David Amel was sending a message to the people who didn't want to give them that you can't view yourselves as independent 
your actions are actions that impact all the Jewish people. And, and of course, the impact all the Jewish people, the results of them are going to have an impact on all the Jewish people. And and, and that's what and that's that's who David Amelech was, and, and, and that's what we see in all, all of these stories. And that's why that's why the Navi tells us these stories, because they want to show us the, the pathway to the to the throne and 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 how it was really paved with gold. And and that's who David Amelech was. Okay, we're gonna stop here for tonight. Um, we'll, we'll we'll finish up next week, and I think I think the week after we're gonna have a week off because November twentieth is the Ohel dinner, and I have I have two family members, including my son, who's in the system, so I have to go to the Ohel dinner. Um, but next week we'll be on eight o'clock. Um, um, on the local level, ignore anything that says anything other than eight o'clock. We're on at eight o'clock. Uh, just ignore that. I don't know how that happened and whatever. So. So just keep that in mind. Or the shares at eight o'clock, unless I tell you, unless you hear from me, <laughs> to my kids in school, uh, unless you hear from me, there's no change. Eight, eight, eight o'clock, okay? okay? So keep that in mind. If, if you're not sure, ask me, right? Text me, call me, you know, whatever. But the shares at eight o'clock, um, I know some of the people tonight are at a very special wedding. Um, there is, I just want to make mention, there's a special individual, his name is Lavi Greenspan. Um, who who I was in yeshiva with, I know for many many years. Um, he, uh, you know, unfortunately he had a setback in his life. He became blind. Um, but but and and tonight he's tonight he's getting married. And I think it's a, a really and uh, I know Moshe is there. I know Bernie is there. It's really a, a beautiful thing to hear. It's such a heartwarming thing that to hear that such an event. You know, as we talk about as we talk about doing chesed, that this is taking place. So Mr. Shem. Um, Mr. Hashem, um, that um, that he should have Simcha and Mazel, and uh, and so those that were not here tonight, Mr. Hashem, will be back next week. Okay, we'll stop here, and um, and uh, the uh, uh, those who are not here.